Welcome to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts, Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW. Today, we are joined by Kirsty Kearney, who joined the Dog Friendly KW team last summer. Kirsty is now a director at Dog Friendly KW, and we're so excited to have her to join us to chat about all the new things we have going on at Dog Friendly KW. So let's go. Welcome to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts, Justine McKenzie on Midtown Radio KW. And today, I am here. I'm flying solo today, but I'm here with Kirsty, our new director at Dog Friendly KW, to chat about all the new happenings within our organization. So welcome, Kirsty. Thanks for having me. It's my second official podcast episode. I was just about to say that. This is your second appearance. Your first was, was it at Spring into Summer Pooch Party? Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I think I guest slotted as one of the rescues that was there. Yeah. Yes, representing New Collar Collective. Um, this is a good transition to an introduction about yourself since we know you're involved with New Collar. So why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and, of course, Tell us about Jackson and Coco. Obviously, I know all about Jackson and Coco, but our listeners might not. Oh my goodness. There's just, I could just talk about them the entire podcast. Uh, I'll try not to, but um, a bit about myself. So I'm a research manager by day at the University of Waterloo, managing all kinds of really cool and interesting and impactful research projects across happening across Canada. Um, and then in my free time for the last year and a bit, I've been the foster team manager at New Collar Collective. So it's a dog and cat rescue, largely based in the GTA area. But since I'm in KW, uh, have a nice little pocket of people out this way and then I mean I guess no one really knows on the podcast but I met you Justine in our pottery classes a few years ago and then was just super stoked to participate in as many dog-friendly things as I could and then uh, officially came and joined the team last summer. It's been amazing and on top of being a foster manager Kirstie also sometimes fosters animals So often dogs, but right now, why don't you tell us about the pets you have in the household right now, the permanent and the fosters? So many animals. Um, So our resident animals include two 12-year-old senior kitty cats, Oscar and Linguini. And then in 2021, we adopted two dogs, Jackson, a pug Jack Russell mix from the Humane Society in Cambridge, and then Coco from New Collar Collective, about six months later um and she's like a chihuahua mix of something from florida and yeah as justine was saying uh we also quite often foster animals we've had dogs previously but currently we have a pregnant foster cat so that's going to be an experience yeah and scully 
said pregnant foster cat is about to have kittens like any day now. Yeah. So she went to the vet almost two weeks ago now, and they were saying it was going to be any day, any possible week now. So I'm like counting down the moments. And every time I go into her little, we've like made her a huge space in the spare room. Every time I go in and she like doesn't move, I'm like, oh my goodness, do we have kittens? Um, But no sign of them yet. Sadly. No sign. It's uh, wild that they can't give you like a little bit more narrowed of a window. It's like, yeah, any day now, two weeks later, you're just still waiting. The waiting. Yeah. And she just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And I like, you're not that big to begin with. I don't know how much more stomach she can fill. Um, But yeah, I'm hoping soon she'll give birth and we'll have kitties. I think maybe if they did an ultrasound, they would have been able to figure out like size of the Uh, kitten wise. Um. But we didn't end up doing an ultrasound when she went in that day. Yeah. Well, very exciting. You'll have to report back later and tell us all about these kittens. And I'm sure they're going to be really cute. So let's get into some of our questions. So um, I guess we should start by sharing the big change we made at the start of this year. So Christy, why don't you share a little bit about the transition that happened on January 1st? So January 1st, 2023, Dog Friendly KW Incorporated as a nonprofit organization. Um, I feel like we need like cheers and applause in the background or something. Oh, Matt can make that happen. (laughs) Yes. Um, And I think just the shift really aligned with the work we were doing in the community already and like the foundation that you and Mackenzie had built. So I think officially registering and incorporating as a a nonprofit was kind of the next natural move. and I, I feel like that's it. I don't know. What yeah, else, what else I mean, we want to share? Well, I mean, some people might not know a lot about the nonprofit space. So I guess from our perspective, how does being a nonprofit like really change our work? I feel like you're giving me all the hard questions and you're the normally behind the scenes person. And I feel like I should be asking you for these answers. Um, yeah. But essentially, <laughs> as a nonprofit, you have to register like with the government, uh, minimum, you have to have three directors to run the nonprofit organization. So, um, that's where, and now I officially became a, a dog friendly, liable team member, team, team director. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. We're working on job titles over here. Hopefully like the next time we have Kirstie on, we've got them workshopped a little bit more, but yeah, I mean, I think like our move to becoming a nonprofit is so great because I think it's going to help us grow. It'll really allow us to like make use of more volunteers and access more sponsorships for all of our events and apply to grants and all of that obviously contributing to growth that I think we wouldn't have had access to if we kind of stayed within like the regular business model. So yeah, it'll be, I think it'll be an exciting year for us. Um, okay. So now we're a nonprofit. Um, and on top of that, we've also had a lot of big changes in terms of growing our team. So can you share a little bit about our new team members and how they've kind of been helping us grow over the last couple months? This is like such a big question because I I can't even keep track of how many amazing volunteers and team members we have with us. But essentially, over the next little bit, we'll be working a lot behind the scenes to kind of figure out better structures and better organizing um, 
to really give uh, several of our amazing team members who've been with us now since last year, largely supporting initially holiday organizing and execution, but then, you know, they've s- stuck around, seem to still like us. We haven't scared them away um, to help with content development, um, helping, you know, run Sniffscape, all kinds of other behind the scenes activities and things we have going on at Dog Friendly. So we'll be, we'll be featuring them more, giving them also nice punny dog titles and names with like <laughs> clear things that they'll be responsible or running themselves. Um, I don't, how many, how many volunteers do we have right now? I think total, including our pool of general volunteers. So all of our event volunteers, I think we've, we're sitting around 25 people within our organization now, which is absolutely wild to think about given a year, a year ago, ago today, yeah. it was two of us. It was Mackenzie and I. Yeah. And then a couple months later, we brought in a few folks for holiday. And then a couple months later, we brought in a few folks to help with social media. And then it just kind of kept growing from there. And now we have so much work that we could keep bringing on people. I know it's like, it's insane. And I feel like we, well, primarily you through your favorite voice notes and weird random dog ideas, like continue to have so many new ideas of things we want to do. So it'll be great to get our team members like solidified into roles and and running with a number of our, our initiatives. Yes. And I think we're so, I think this is why we're so excited to really get everybody settled into the organization in the coming months is because we have folks on our team that bring skills from like almost every sector. There's just, it's so vast and so broad in terms of the experience and the education and the skill sets that people bring. So it'll be really great to kind of get them settled into new roles and to help us kind of grow and move forward. I know I'm really excited. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for talking to me about that, Kirsty. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come back to chat about some of the exciting projects and initiatives we have happening in the coming months. Welcome back to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts, Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW. I'm flying solo today, and today we are talking with Kirsty to unpack all the new things happening at Dog Friendly KW. Kirsty is our new director on our board of directors and has been involved since last summer. Welcome back, Kirsty. Thank you. I feel like every time you go to say something to me, I like smile for the camera, forgetting that no one's going to see my face during this podcast. Nobody will see you, but they'll, they'll hear your smile through the microphone. Through the technology. Perfect. Always. Okay. So I'm excited about this one. So another big shift in our incorporation to becoming a nonprofit was that we incorporated under the name Dog Friendly Collective. 
So can you share a little bit about our plans for our expansion, including something exciting coming to Guelph? I'm really excited about this piece because I feel like everyone I know who doesn't live in KW wants a dog-friendly KW in their city. So when we were when we decided to incorporate as a nonprofit, we made the decision, yeah, to shift to dog-friendly collective with the I don't know, hopes and plans that we're going to keep uh, expanding to different regions. So first up on the docket with our lovely friend Cass Chambers from Guelph's help is uh, to expand and have a dog-friendly KW Guelph edition of our community guide, which will launch June 1st. Yes. So that'll capture all of Guelph and Wellington County. So like Alora, Fergus, Rockwood, and there are so many good dog-friendly spots in this area that I think we don't even know anything about. So I'm excited to kind of uncover them all. I know. I feel like we need like a few like day trip experiences ourselves. Uh, 100%. We could arrange that. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, Guelph is kind of our first stop. And then what do you kind of envision from there? Um, I mean... If we go back to last segment, I mentioned Justine's super entertaining voice notes all the time. We have some behind the scenes contests during that we're quasi developing um, to identify some other regions. Uh, we've been in the talks over the last what, like six months or so with people in a few different cities. So like possibly Ottawa, London. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, there's so many places to go and people who I think would be interested in in working with us on these areas that uh, it's just a matter of picking. Right. And I don't know how we do that. So if you're listening to this podcast and you are in a community in Ontario, we'll say Ontario to start, and you want us to move your way, reach out, let us know. Um, Because we'll want to hear from you if you want to be involved, because we are going to need lots of boots on the ground to help us with expansion. Because if we don't live in those communities, we don't know anything about them. So we know people that we need to know people who are involved and know those specific communities. So we're really excited about that. All right. Do you want me to ask you the next question? So we can like flip it and and you can say answers. <laughs> well, that's not how having a guest on a podcast works, Kirsty. But I guess we can get creative. It just feels like such a one way. Here are all my questions, Kirsty. Tell us all the things. Dynamic. I feel bad. Yeah, I feel bad. Okay, let's <laughs> let's talk about Sniffscape together. So why don't you okay. ask me and then you can add in? What's been keeping us super busy, Justine, in the last month? <laughs> Oh my gosh. If you haven't already heard, we've been running a pop-up experience at Shortfinger Brewing in Kitchener called Sniffscape. And Sniffscape is an indoor enrichment experience for dogs. It's a pop-up that we've been operating now for just over a month. And we've got a couple weeks left. We're running until March 31st. Um, and it has been busy. We operate six days a week. This is why we have such a large team of volunteers now because we got to keep the doors open and, and clean and greet people and there's lots of things to be done. So, Kirstie, what have been some of the highlights of bringing the team together in a consistent location and operating something on a regular basis? 
Um, I mean, I feel like it's been like a mix of like highlights and like a lot of lessons learned. Mm-hmm. Um, I think initially like we, well, I mean, I definitely did. I don't know if you did had a bit of a, oh my gosh, did we bite off more than we can chew feeling? Yes. <laughs> and also like scrambling in the few weeks before setting everything up and just feeling like we, like we're struggling to get like content and things together to, to get out into the community. Um, but we were we were just so blown away by I think the initial support by all of the dog friendly KW community members and people who are booking and people who are just so excited and sharing and like the amazing feedback we were getting about about Sniffscape and especially our like little pop up at Holiday. Um, it's just yeah, it's been it's been really amazing. I think like personally, one of the moments that has really like almost made me tear up was seeing like the stories and stuff from people who've attended Sniffscape and implementing stuff at home. I mean, I'm so familiar with like talking to our fosters about ways to implement enrichment at home, especially like, you know, dogs who don't like the cold or dogs who've, you know, never walked on a leash. So like how you can engage with them in different ways and just to see so many people be so receptive and excited to find different ways that they can engage with their dog has, has been incredible. Yeah. And I've loved, um, I've worked a number of quiet hour shifts and seeing people come through and having them kind of finish up and being like, I haven't been able to do something special like this with my dog in so long because my dog's anxious or reactive. And, um, they just have shared that it's like such a lovely bonding experience. So that's been really special. And I think honestly, my favorite thing has been the stories of the dogs in the car after Sniffscape that are instantly sleeping. We get so many of those. (laughs) Be just the dogs as soon as they get to the car, they're just out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's incredible. And like the high energy dogs like breed. So whether it's like a Husky or I don't know, German short-haired pointer or something that like comes out and they're panting and you're like, oh my gosh, you're actually tired. Yeah. I can definitely relate to that with my uh, Jack Russell pug mix because it's, yeah, sometimes it's impossible to tire your dog out with just like a walk around the block. Yeah. Especially in the winter when, you know, the sidewalks don't cooperate, the temperature doesn't cooperate, there's too much salt, there's all different types of barriers. So Sniffscape has been really nice for that. And I think from like a pers- like from a team perspective, it's been so nice for members of the team to be able to just hang out on site together, get to know each other, um, because obviously our work felt a little more fragmented before because we are really inherently a remote organization. We don't have an office. Um, so, so much of our time is either online or working independently or at events. And at events, we're all just running around like mad people. Um, so it's been really nice to, to connect with the team in person at Sniffscape. And like see people like week after week or like every few days and be like, oh, what's the update on this? Like that's been really, really nice. Yes, it it definitely has. Okay. So let's talk about what things that are happening in the next couple of months. What are some projects we're working on? We're working on a lot of projects. We've got some very exciting things. So, Kirstie, why don't you kick us off, and then we can kind of just bounce all the exciting things off each other. Um, so, 
first up and the closest is we're doing a St. Patrick's Day event on St. Patrick's Day, Friday, March 17th at Shortfinger Brewing Company. Um, we will be posting details, I think this week, I'll have to check our content schedule, but they'll be coming soon. And then a few short days later, we're doing a sip and stay hybrid with Sniffscape evening on Wednesday, March 22nd. So those details will also be posted soon. If you want to tire your dog out, this sip and stay is going to be like, a pack walk, like a structured pack walk, and some practice doing downstays and sit stays, and an opportunity to do 20 minutes, sorry, 15 minutes of canine enrichment at Sniffscape. Like your dog is going to go home and be absolutely zonked. That is yeah. like the perfect balance of like physical exercise, mental stimulation, um, and enrichment. So they will be so tired. I'm very excited for that one. And then on April 2nd, we're having an event called Woof Wellness Day at Camellia Bake Shop. So that is going to be a wellness-inspired day for you and your dog. We're not going to give you lots of details, but there'll be some really awesome shopping to be had, some different wellness-oriented activities, and some wellness-inspired services for both you and your pup. So that'll be really exciting as well. And then as we look towards like spring, summer, what are some of the really exciting things we've been working on? I feel like I'm taking your excitement by announcing our first summer event. Do you, you do, do it. it. No, you do. Come it. on. No, in June. It's June, July, 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 July. Okay, right. July. We're hosting. You do it. Go. New pause on the block. A 90s birthday themed bash for dog friendly KW, which Justine has been spearheading and is like thriving organizing. Mm-hmm. She's so I'm excited. A, I'm a 90s gal through and through. So shout out to my fellow millennials. This is going to be the party for you. It's going to be all 90s inspired. It'll be on Gawkle in downtown Kitchener, July 8th. Save the date. We're very excited. Um, I think we're almost out of time here, but I'm going to plug two more super exciting events. Christy, do you want to tell everybody about our sports event that we're going to be doing in June? It still doesn't have like a, an official name yet, but in partnership with the Humane Society, we're going to be doing, um, think of like nostalgic elementary school track and field days, but with you and your dog. And what's the other one that clearly I'm forgetting? Pups and Pino. Oh, yeah. You take this one, too. Yeah. So we're onboarding a whole whack of wineries across Ontario. We actually already have 10 wineries confirmed. We're aiming for at least 20, hopefully more, to develop a Pups and Pino wine passport that will give you access to wineries across Ontario for the entire summer. Um, And we'll have all the details around which are dog friendly inside, outside. We'll have the full scoop for you. You'll get free tastings at these spots within your passport. There'll be a couple of tiers depending on um, how frequently you want to go, but that'll be released sometime in April. So we have some really exciting stuff coming up the next couple months. And Honestly, we couldn't do that without this growing team and without Kirsty as our new director. I would be lost without her support, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I feel like we'd both be lost. So lost. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. That is a lot of exciting stuff. We're going to be right back with our Kibbles and Bits segment to learn more about Kirsty.
All right. Welcome to a segment that we call Kibbles and Bits. In this segment, we learn bits of information from our guests through a series of fun questions. So, Kirsty, are you ready? I'm ready. Amazing. Okay, first question. What is your favorite cafe to visit with the dogs in Kitchener-Waterloo? Definitely Camellias. Uh, We love all of their baked goods and delicious drinks, and their baked goods are really great, especially if you're bringing a friend who might be vegan or have gluten-free intolerances, because all of their baked goods like offer to a variety of different dietary requirements. Um, their soup is also fantastic, and I always miss out on getting their soup because I wait too long. Mm. Yeah, and the dogs yes. love it. Great choice. They're dog-friendly inside upstairs, which is so amazing, and. Know if Alicia really advertises this at Camellias, but they also can make dog cakes and dog cupcakes. So if you have like a, a birthday for your dog and you want to get them a baked good, they can hook you up. They made Coco's birthday cake like on for her birthday, which I'm clearly no, it was her gotcha day, I think in October. Um, and like it was delicious from a human standpoint. Like I definitely got some icing on my finger and licked it off, and I was like, wow. I would eat this. Um, Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's impressive. All right. Second question. What was your motivation to foster and volunteer with New Collar Collective? So we adopted Coco from New Collar, and I've been following them since they were founded because of a mutual friend. And they had posted at one point that they were looking for cat foster coordinators and being so much like so involved with dog friendly KW in the community and attending events and just doing a lot more dog focused things. I figured it would be a great way to you know, do stuff related to cats. And then shortly thereafter, I became the foster team lead and have been doing that for a year. I just, I love seeing our foster cats and dogs go from whatever situation they were in before they came to us to, you know, getting all their vetting done, working on training challenges, bonding with their fosters, bonding with their foster animal siblings, and then going to the forever home. And I mean, you've been familiar with all the dogs we've recently fostered, but uh, I must say our like last two dogs, Basha and Phoenix, were definitely hard ones to let go of because we loved them so much. Um, so yeah, so I I don't know. It's it's just such an amazing feeling, and really like a really easy way to kind of give back to the community and give back to animals. Um, and work with partners, especially in Canada. We work with a lot of partners in Northern Ontario and Northern Manitoba to help uh, counter a lot of the challenges the communities up there face in terms of uh, wild dogs and overpopulation and lack of access to vetting services. So being able to you know, bring in dogs from those communities, get them fully vetted and get them into forever homes here is, is really rewarding. It's so exciting. And it's something so tangible that you can see the success of, um, which I think obviously makes it that much more motivating to kind of continue the work. Yeah. Kind of see that return right away. Ah, so fun. Okay. What is one piece of information you wish everyone knew about Dog Friendly KW? 
it's really hard to come up with just one piece of information. <laughs> um, but I think one thing that's that's been a bit more top of mind for us recently um, within Dog Friendly is ensuring that people know that, you know, our events are open to dogs of any breed, any size. Um, you know, most of the people in our community are extremely patient and supportive and want to help you. So if you have a puppy and you're just doing initial socialization with them, bring them, hang out at a distance. Like this is a shout out to our lovely volunteer Tiffany and her dog Penny oh, who came, Penny. remember, yeah, last summer to one of the Barks and Brews and they just like wandered around the outside of the event. So Penny could have some socialization and work on being calm and not getting, you know, overexcited around there being other dogs. Um, so I think that's just one thing I really value about our community. And also that, you know, we we're supportive and we're open and we're welcoming to different training tools and techniques. So we want to make sure that our spaces are accessible, no matter the kind of dog you have, no matter their kind of training level, as long as you respect our event guidelines and people in the community are willing to support you and help you. I love that. All right. Well, there you have it. That wraps up our Kibbles and Bits segment. You've been listening to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast, and today I've been talking to Kirsty, our new director at Dog Friendly KW. So before we wrap up, we're all going to share one thing we're most excited for this year at Dog Friendly KW. And we're going to finish up with Kirsty because she's our guest. So I will go first. And then it's going to be really hard for Kirsty because obviously I'm going to pick the best things. Oh, so that's not fair. I know. Sorry. Uh, I'm really excited about two things. Sorry, I'm going to cheat. So one thing, I'm really excited about New Paws on the Block, 90s, all the fun, all the nostalgia. I'm really excited for that. And then I'm just generally excited to like get the team really settled and find like the right place within the organization for all of our team members and really make sure we're like using their skills and their talents in the best way. And I think we're going to see us like really start to thrive once we do that. And I'm so excited for that to happen. Um, since Mackenzie isn't here, I'm going to go for her. Um, Mackenzie is definitely... <laughs> you're just going to take like three three plus items that you're most excited for. <laughs> Mackenzie is definitely most excited for Pups and Pino because she loves wine and she wants to go to all the wineries this summer. And I hope this is accurate. But if not, she is out of luck. <laughs> you like stole the thing I was going to go with. Oh, so now no. I have to like think of something else on this on the fly, Justine. Jeez. Well, uh, to kill time while my brain picks something, I will also reiterate that I'm also really excited for everyone on the team to get settled um, and, and find their spot because I think that's one thing we've really been excited for is to give people, you know, more leadership, accountability, things to own within Dog Friendly. And I'm excited to kind of hit hit that piece finish it, <laughs> wrap it up, have it a bit wrap more stabilized. Um, okay. And the thing I'm most excited for, I don't know. I really love our Barks and Brews series. So I'm really excited for summer and to get that going again. Um, and then, yeah. Okay. Pups and Pinot as well. I also really love wine. So I'm really excited for that one. Kirstie just likes wine and beer. That's the moral of that episode. Yeah. And like snacks. I mean, Justine can <laughs> verify I love snacks. <laughs> Our Snipscape volunteers have a great variety of snacks because I love them. So if there's snacks or beer and wine involved, I'm there. Yeah. If you ever want to volunteer with us, there are dogs and there are snacks. 
So hit us up. What more do you need, really? Right? I think that's yeah. really all you need in life. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Kirstie. Thanks for having me. It was my pleasure. Well, thanks for tuning in today to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast. Till next time. Oh.